Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. The right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome back from a great weekend. Happy Monday. Mm-hmm. Our stuff is still getting messed up. <laughs> I have an echo in my ear. Is it echoing? No, I think you're fine. Can you even hear me? Yeah. Am I fine through here? Okay. Something happened with our equipment today. You don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. They would only point the finger at one more person. It's just well, building off possibly, of Friday. You could possibly point it at two. But I think we know who the other one is. ESPN's going to be unhappy when Big Country <laughs> comes flaring through there. Raw! Today, all of your... All of your buttons were turned up to 10. Yeah, every freaking thing. I'm glad I remembered which ones needed to be at what volume or uh, control center, I guess I should say, of a number. It's going to be interesting to see how this pans out today. Well, I was getting an echo in my my headphones this morning. Are you still? No, it was just during the ad read, I think. That's why I paused. It sounded like somebody was like somebody else was talking. you got to love it. Which I'm going to say is... It's an it's an echo. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, Friday night, so Friday we finished the show and we had the weird audio, like where my audio like just got all distorted and funny. Mm-hmm. I had at least one person message me and be like, "How'd you do it?" And I was like, "I didn't." And I know yeah. for real though, like that was funny. What did you do it on purpose? Like, no, I did not. I did not do it on purpose. I don't know what happened. And even during the show, like I saw you start to like freak out like wait something's going on and then i check the chat and it's like what's going on with the audio i had no idea and then friday night i'm sitting there by myself at home just trying to have a nice little relaxing night before i i went out on thursday stay home friday was gonna go out on saturday it's a nice little relaxing night my daughter maddie she has like a vanity like mirror where she gets ready in the morning like a little desk set up the mirror on this vanity just falls on the floor. That might not sound too weird, like, eh, it could have just fallen over, whatever. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker's nailed to the wall. And now it is it is still on the floor. I'm not touching it. How long ago did you get it? Months ago. Where'd you get it from? An uh, antique store. You're lying to me. I'm not. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. Yeah, you fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. You messed up. Uh, my my mom bought it for her, and like they re like finished it and stuff like that. It was a little project they did, but it came from like an antique shop. You let your mom buy your daughter something from an antique shop, and then you brought it in your house and hung it up. Mm-hmm. A There's mirror. so many red flags there. It's not even funny. A mirror. Yeah. Mm-mm. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. That is Maybe this is my fault. I've always blamed you for the little mm-hmm. electronic football thing. I know it's not my fault. You guys are the ones that open up all the doors because you think it's funny. 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> Until Friday night when I was home alone and I was like, hmm, that was a loud noise. I wonder what that was. <laughs> Walk in her room. She's, uh, she's not there. She's with her mom. And then there's a mirror laying on the floor. What if it's broken? If it's broken, she's going to have to throw it away when she comes over. <laughs> Did you even look at to see if it was broken? No. So how'd you know it fell? Because it was on the floor. Oh, so you went in there and looked at it then? And... Yeah. I had to make sure no one was breaking in. Not a pussy. I just won't touch the mirror that fell on the floor. <clears throat> so call it what you want. But that's what's going on. And then today, your audio, everything turned up to 10. Yeah, as soon as I put in my headphones, it started screeching really loud, like Bloody Mary or something coming at me again. I learned my lesson on that the first time. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. I don't know. I guess I can tell it today. So when I was younger, my grandpa had gotten sick and had passed away, and one of my aunts had given us an allowance of like $50. We'd all go to Toy Story. So me and my siblings and all of our cousins, we could at least get a toy up to $50. So I get like the NCAA video game. My younger sister so grabbed how old something. Were you? Uh, probably kid. 10 or 11. Okay. So I had a PlayStation 2, I believe. Um, but anywho, my little, my youngest sister is a huge Hannah Montana fan at this point, and they are selling these like little pink guitar sets with uh, a headphone and microphone, so you can like hit the guitar and like it'll play a song, and then you could sing it out, and it'll play through the guitar and like a speaker, kind of like a mini little karaoke set. It was actually kind of a cool thing for little kids at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, one Sunday we're getting ready for church, and in the midst of all this over the last couple weeks, my sister that is directly younger than me has learned about this Bloody Mary trick where if you say Bloody Mary and you open the mirror and close the mirror three times and say the name, when you close the mirror, she'll be there. Mm -hmm. So my parents have been teasing us about this for weeks. So my youngest sister, fast forward back to where she gets the guitar. One Sunday morning, we're getting ready for church. We learned the night before that my younger sister had done the Bloody Mary trick in the mirror. So we are aware that this has happened and she has possessed the house with (laughs) Bloody Mary. And it was like, why in the hell would you do this? That's not even funny. So the mirror was like, you could just open and close. It was one of those. And like when you'd open it, it'd be like a medicine cabinet inside. Mm-hmm. For weeks at that point, I would take a shower. But when I'd walk in the bathroom, I would open the mirror so I couldn't see it. And when I would take a shower, I would just sprint back across and shut the mirror after I dried off and walk out of the bathroom. Well, my family thought it was funny at that point to kind of sneak in the bathroom and shut the mirror. So when I got out and looked, the mirror was closed. and was like, hey, who the fuck closed the mirror? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, kind of you guys do teasing me. So this Sunday morning, we're getting ready, and my youngest sister's playing with that guitar. And all of a sudden, it just starts screeching. I mean, just bloody murder, just like bloody Mary. And I freaked out. I go, she's here. She's here. And I just take off running. And all of us kids are just scared because it all hits us at the same time. This is Bloody Mary coming through the guitar. I go running into my parents' bedroom. My dad is still asleep. I go running into the room. They had newspapers and stuff like on the floor. So when I go running in, I slipped and fell on those. I wake my dad up, and I'm like, she's here. She's here. She's coming to get us. My dad hears mom is gone. So he is panicking like, oh, no, where is my wife? My mom this whole time is in the bathroom getting ready, has no idea what's going on. My younger sister has run to her room and hid underneath the covers. My brother, I think he just ran outside and hasn't stopped running yet. And my mom is just like, what is going on? 
Well, it turns out that this microphone speaker, the headset of the guitar, had gotten real close to the speaker of the guitar, right? And it just started screeching. <laughs> that was not my mindset. It was like, ooh, let's just solve this and like myth bust. She's here. You She's too fucking much here. Do as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the whole Bloody Mary thing. It was like this is just so unnecessary. How much she had done it? How much would it take for you to go in that bathroom, the lights off, and say Bloody Mary three times into the mirror? No, I, I wouldn't. Like, I, I, it's not going to happen. If I give you $100, you wouldn't do it. No. <laughs> Matt could send me a message and be like, I'll give you 1000 It's not happening. <laughs> I promise you. So uh, Thursday we were actually out with a group and we were talking about stuff that scared us too. And one of the people with us said mirrors freaked her out as well. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about mirrors like reflection. Like, you, like every scary movie, it's like, oh, I've opened the medicine cabinet and now I close it. And there's something behind me. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of people were freaked out by mirrors. Mirrors are something that I've never... I've never liked mirrors. If I got a mirror in my room and it's pointing at me when I'm asleep, it ain't happening. When we stay at those places in Mobile and they have the mirror above the fireplace uh-huh. that then also reflects to the bed, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it. Don't mind me just going on Amazon to buy every cheap mirror possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind my mirrors in like where it's fine, but it's just like at night they freak me out. Hmm. Because it is like a deal of like... Okay, if there's my reflection and I notice something behind me that I didn't realize was there during the daylight, I'm turning around and swinging. I'm, I'm not like turning around the hallways look. of your apartment with mirrors. You guys are not allowed back in there. <laughs> I mean the public hallway. Oh man, that long, dark, creepy hallway that leads to your apartment. And right around Halloween, there was Just one light at the mirrors end of the hall that was everywhere. Flickering. Oh, you'd shit your pants. And I that is go home. doable for me. <laughs> I might not have a key to your specific yep. room. <laughs> You're just going to walk in and be like, oh, hey, sorry, I left my key upstairs. Can you let me in? And one of the people that I'm like, oh, sure, come on in. A lot of mirrors. Or huh? somebody will be outside smoking just be like, hey, can you hold the door for me? I've got about 50 mirrors in my truck <laughs> that I need to bring up. So, And they would. I'm like, hey, I'll buy you a pack of cigarettes. You just hold this door open for me for about an hour. An Done hour? Time. Holy cow. It's a lot of mirrors. Uh, now I am worried you're gonna do that. Oh fuck! Mirrors so, are cheap too. What if I got them from the antique place, little antique shop, old ass creepy mirrors? <laughs> I could do the thing where I like write letters in them. Like wait, wait, each mirror wait. has its own letter and it spells out "You're gonna die." <laughs> anyway, we had sports this weekend. Too. <laughs> yeah, God bless it. <laughs> I now I'm like I've been trying to play it cool like I'm just not as scared as easily anymore like that right there and then I find a way to make the lights flicker as you walk down the hallway I should have gone into like scary movies I should I should do that I'm gonna have to move out of the building (laughs) I'm already getting now you're homeless as it is congratulations on your new bike you don't have a house anymore (laughs) <laughs> oh, my mom sent me a message. You got to stop telling them stories. I just, you know, I like to tell stories, kind of make people laugh. Make it's entertaining. That's <laughs> what the people are here for. That's why, you know, we've spent 13 minutes of the show so far and haven't even talked about sports yet. But we also had uh, basketball on. And I'll tell you, man, I just, I was so excited. I thought we were going to have such a good playoffs. Like, in the playoffs have been okay, I guess. It's been the the conference finals. It's been shit so far. Yeah. Even <clears throat> last night, trying to watch the game, like 
it wasn't super close, and it really it never felt like the Mavs were in it to me. It just it mm-hmm. felt like okay, here it goes again. We're going to see the Warriors win, and now they're up three zero. The Mavs might get one or two wins here in this series, but it's it's done for. You're not coming back from three zero. No one's ever done it. So it is what it is. It's over. Um, Luka Doncic goes off for forty and eleven last night. Steph had thirty one points. 11 assists. One of the big highlights was Andrew Wiggins dunking over Luca, and I absolutely love it. It's a fantastic yeah. dunk. Another one of my like things with sports, I hate when people don't contest the dunk. Hey, everybody's talking today about, oh, Luca's on a poster. Blah, blah, blah. At least he tried. At yeah. least he put a hand up and tried. He didn't just stand there and not make a move. And then even after the game, saying, like, oh, I wish I had hops like that, too. Like, that was a great dunk, whatever. That's the way you should do it. Yep. I hate when people are so afraid of getting embarrassed that they won't even contest a dunk. Um, one hell of a dunk, though. Yeah, and one thing I've liked about Luca with this, too, is, like, yeah, we know they lost 109 to 100. But like you said, it didn't feel like it was that close of a game. And with Luca, everyone, after the game, he had a couple quotes where he's like, you know, I'm still learning Basketball, like I'm learning a lot. This is my first conference finals. I'm 23. Everything going on, I'm learning through. Like, so we're just trying to digest this process, said, figure it out as we go. And everyone on Twitter is like, oh, wow, sounds like he's giving up. Like, no, he's being very truthful. And like, honestly, I kind of appreciate that. It just has, it gives me more respect for Luca that he comes mm-hmm. in here and he's like, hey, we're probably going to get swept. Like, it is a very good possibility we're going to get swept here in the conference finals. But I can tell you right now, I'm not going to let it happen again. I want to learn from it. I know and what this I need is to Jason work on Kidd's first year as a, as their head coach as well. Yeah. So I, I do think that they're they have a lot to look forward to, at least. Yeah. You get one more or two solid pieces in there that you can truly rely on, game in and game out, and through the playoffs, you might have something there for the future. But this year, it's like, hey, Golden State's on a mission. They got everyone back and they're healthy. When you go to ESPN, it's like the Warriors are back in dynasty mode because they never left. And it was like, you know what? That might sound a little extreme, but at the same time, it's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, they kind of laughed. They, they were pretty shitty there for a little while. <laughs> but just due to injuries, though, on those car, yeah. their key players, it wasn't like they lost anybody or someone went elsewhere. It was just Clay got hurt, Steph got hurt, Draymond got hurt, Clay got hurt again. I was like, here we are. Now you're healthy it, and you're back in. And they had smelling some blood in the water. Big, like, high draft picks like um, Jonathan Kaminga. And their big guy, I can't even think of his name. I can see his face. I can't think of his name. Where they drafted him out of Memphis. It's like, oh my gosh, look out. The Warriors have these guys now. They're not even playing. And maybe it's going to be like a Jordan Poole situation where uh, it's going to take you a couple of years to kind of catch on to what we're doing. Um, I believe that was the, always the thing with Popovich, too. It's like you know, these young guys don't really understand our system yet. It takes a while to adjust here and really figure out what we're doing. And then once you do, then maybe you can become – a star. I mean, I feel like even guys like Steph and Tom Clay Thompson took them a little bit to get comfortable with one another. Uh, Wiseman, the big man, who mm-hmm. they took. Thank you, Brooks Quinn. Uh, but I do feel like the Warriors still very good. They're going to be in the conference. Or sorry, in the NBA Finals. Uh, we have the Heat and the Celtics tonight. I really don't care who wins this game. I know I've said that a lot about this playoff series. I just want a good game. Please, God, let it be a close game just so I can watch the entire thing. Yeah, I, I've been getting so bored with every game. Like I said, Thursday night, like watch till like halftime. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to have a nice, good game. And also 
the Mavericks got fined $100,000 for bench decorum uh, because they were wearing white shirts when the Warriors were wearing their jersey whites, which seemed pretty ridiculous. There were there was at least one turnover, though, where the Warriors player was dribbling near the three-point line, went to pass the ball, and threw it right to one of the Mavericks players on the bench who was like injured and out but was wearing a white T-shirt. So it's like, that's maybe a little bit too much of a fine. Maybe you get a warning first. I don't know. But $100,000 for bench decorum. And it sounds like it was from them wearing too many white shirts on their bench, which is weird. I'd never thought about that Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing either. But but it's almost one of those things like a Bill Belichick, like, hey, by the way, everybody's going to wear white on the bench so we can confuse the other team. (laughs) You know, I don't know if it was done on purpose. (laughs) But it it does make sense. Hundred thousand dollars, maybe too much, mm-hmm. but it is another thing that happened. Again, Celtics Heat tonight. Just hoping for a good game. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, um, going to play. Jimmy Butler got hurt in the last game. Yeah, um, like some type of uh, knee inflammation on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Jason Tatum, last game he didn't play well either. Neither one of those guys did. Uh, Jimmy Butler left around halftime. Um, he only had eight points again, suffering a little bit of an injury. Uh, Bam Adebayo steps up, has 31 and 10. But you got to see more from Jason Tatum. I've been praising him a lot. I've said I really like him. Can't go one for seven in the Eastern Conference Finals and be labeled a superstar. And like we've been talking about him. He's right there. He's on the cusp. You can't you can't drop 10 points in an Eastern Conference Finals game. I don't care if it's game two, game three, whatever it is. You got to come to play. Better yeah. than that. And I guess hats he, off to the Heat and their defense, but still, one for seven from the three-point line, three or 14 from the field, that's not good. And he's got to be better than that. And that's one thing we talked about with the Celtics, too, though, is like, you know, them being able to hit threes that, that first game or the second game, excuse me, where they ended up, I mean, I think it was the first game, where they hit all those threes, and I was like, okay, hey, like, they're going to have to do it again. Like, you're going to have to stay consistent in doing this, and they didn't. But one other thing here with the Celtics is, who was it? Uh, Mark Smart goes down with the injury, twists his ankle. Totally understand it. Looked looked nasty the way he twisted it, the way he got landed on. Goes to the locker room, comes back out. Arena erupts. It's like, oh my god, Marcus Smart is back. Jason Tatum goes down with the shoulder injury. You're sitting there looking at it like, oh my god, what has he done to his shoulder? He probably shredded it. There's, he's done. He's done for the year. What is going on here? He goes in the locker room, gone for a little bit, comes back out. Arena erupts. What's this medical staff doing in Boston? Are they just yeah. working fucking magic back there? Because <laughs> that's I my thing you, too. Why do you need to go back to the locker room? Like it's just it's so annoying with that. Like when they come back out, it's like I'm a man on a mission. I'm gonna come win this for the team. This is my moment. Locker room. Now I'm back out on the floor. Check me and coach. Let's play. That's so stupid. And it feels like it always happens at Boston. Maybe one of them shit their pants. Well, like. I just I don't like it. I do not like that whole like oh hero. I'm here to save the day. Yeah, it's it's like you're trying to create this narrative of like okay, if he comes back and he has a big game, then mm-hmm. we can talk about it. It's it's the whole like Michael Jordan thing, like the flu game. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to tell you how hurt they are right before they have a big game, and or you know oh yeah I was sick, I wasn't feeling well, but I'm still gonna play. Everybody wants that big moment. You're like taking guys back to the locker room and then them coming running back out like sorry you shouldn't have went to the locker room we're not mm-hmm. impressed we've seen this 
We've been playing professional sports for over 100 years now. We've seen guys go back to the locker room who are actually injured and then come back and have their big moment. You're not getting that. Isn't it crazy how, like, do we see that in football and we're just not aware of it? I mean, Lamar Jackson shit his pants when he had COVID, comes back, <laughs> plays. But I think everybody knew that's the poop walk. Like, he, yeah. he shit his pants. He yeah. changes pants, he comes back, he's fine. Uh, but we call it, like, cramping and stuff like that. But are there other players aside from that? Or, like, I know, when have, I was like, younger. Big, like, it's, and I'm meaning in terms, like, when they come back to the field, everyone's like, oh. They're back. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about like the big eruption, but I know when uh, Emmett Smith was still playing, he dislocated or separated his shoulder and came back into play. He couldn't even carry the ball in that arm, but was still running. And I'm not like his biggest fan now. I was a Cowboys fan growing up. That's that's a pretty solid move. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, there's a running back with a dislocated shoulder being like, can't really pick this up, this arm <laughs> up to carry the ball, but. I'll still run it for you. <laughs> was it his right shoulder that I'm assuming? I don't remember. But I heard it, like, doing that hurdle over the goal line. Mm-hmm. And then, like, lands on his shoulder. It's like, ah, oh, I'm fucked, actually. <laughs> or uh, Terrell Davis. I guess it wasn't really known at the time when he was, like, suffering from migraines. Yes. And Mike Shanahan's like, hey, you just got to get back in there and be a distraction for us. So you don't have to worry about touching the ball. But that was another big one. I'm sure there are other ones. I feel like we hear that story, and it's just like, Round of applause from Mr. Day. Like, you're just so willing to do this for your team. That's dangerous as shit. Yeah, you can barely see. You can't fucking see. And it's like, hey, one more play. (laughs) Just go get in one more little car. Can you imagine that happened on the sideline? Right here at the goal line. We're fucking play action. That's the thing. Just trust us. You're still acting like you're giving me the fucking ball. We're just going to run you into a crowd. Don't even worry about it. Just know that there's a crowd in front of you. You're probably going to get hit. Oh, if that happened today, the league would shut down. Oh yeah, Shanahan would be fired. Mike Shanahan would be like, "This is the worst coach ever. Doesn't care about his players." Yeah, they'd play him at halftime. Be like, "You're not allowed back out there." We heard what happened. It might have been after halftime. I don't remember. Um, but there are there are some big moments like that. I don't know. We don't plan on talking about it today, so I didn't research yeah. any of them. But I'm sure there are some. It, but it's always basketball. It really is soft ass like, basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> But you know the great part, like baseball players that get hit, like they're at bat, they get hit right in the face, they lay on the ground, they're pouring blood out of their face, and then they get up and jog to first. That's the ultimate badass. I think Bryce Harper did that. Why do we downplay like getting hit by baseball so much? Like it's always just like, ah, rub some dirt on it. Like you're good. Mm -hmm. No, motherfucker, that's a hundred mile an hour. Like, when it hits something, it gains more speed. It doesn't slow down. Like, that's the point of the baseball. It's like a get hit and then come off faster. It's not to get hit and then slow down. So when you do have something like that where it ricochets and hits you in the face, it has gained oh, speed yeah, on momentum. Bat, yeah. Exit velocity of 115 like, to the shin. Even off the ground, mm-hmm. though, I guarantee you that thing hits that dirt and just speeds back up to the catcher. I hate watching players foul tip one right to their shin. Even if they have the... Um, the shin guard on or yeah. whatever. I've seen. Uh, I saw one guy take one right to the knee before, yep. or the toe. If your toe's not covered, that's gotta hurt real bad. Baseball players are underrated, tough. One hundred percent. Like especially kinda, if you play catcher. Like when you get hit in the face like that, and we see you like you're laying in the dirt and you got blood pouring out of your face, and they get up. Maybe it's just me, but it's my type of like, ah, like you're all right. Like you're built for this. You're good to go. Like you're. Out maybe it's because it's like an outside sport, so it's like oh you're 
You're meant to be tough. You're ready well, they make this. it look normal. They make it look, you know, you catch 95 to the ribs, and they're like, no, I'm fine. But they do it every day. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if I catch 95 to the ribs, I'm calling in. Like, some, I'm still laying down. Come pick me up. Call an ambulance. Like, for me. Call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> but baseball players just make it look like, ah, part of the job. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I do love also when guys get hit by a pitch, and then they sprint to first base. Like, immediately. Like, yeah. I don't even care. But you can tell when you're standing on first base, like, this fucking hurts. Yeah. You get me right in the kidney. I'm going to be pissing blood. I shouldn't have stopped running. <laughs> <laughs> right? I knew one kid that would sprint back to the dugout when he struck out. Like, if he struck out at home plate, he was just like, all right, I'm running back to the dugout. No one's going to see me. And someone asked him, was like, why Why do you do that? It looks kind of silly. And he's like, I made a mistake. I'm going to get off the field as fast as I can. You're not going to have to worry about me up here. What a weirdo. It was high school. Yeah. <laughs> and he played for an opposing school where he was like the stud athlete. So you hear it at that time, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, dude, good shit. That's why you're good. But like, everyone else is just kind of like on our team, like, ah, like the younger guys especially kind of questioned it. Like, yeah. It's, it's a little odd, man. I think it's really odd. Yeah. Like, like, Phil Mar, he was a heck of a running back, went to college and played football. Yeah, it was an odd situation. He wasn't a normal. He wasn't. He wasn't bad at baseball, but he wasn't a baseball player. If that makes sense. Yeah, baseball players are also weird. Yeah, tough but weird. There's a little bit of rodeo, like cowboy, and you gotta a baseball have player. Yeah, most of them. Anyway, um, uh, let's get to our sponsors and talk about some more football here. Uh, go visit Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Uh, Jake puts in the chat He got a paper cut at work Thought about taking the day hey, I, mean, I, I don't blame you Jake Sometimes you have to I tell you when I was teaching one time um, I, I like to participate at recess So I'd be out there playing a little bit of football uh, Like all time quarterback I'd play basketball But I dominated on the four square court That's where I did most of my work And one day I, I hurt my knee playing Foursquare, where it swelled up. And I knew, like, I've had enough knee injuries to know, like, that was bone-on-bone contact. This is not good. Like, but I got to finish the day. And as the day kept going on, I felt my jeans, my pants getting tighter and tighter to where by the end of the day, I could barely take my pants off because my knee was so swollen over a game of Foursquare. <laughs> Holy cow. I even came back the next day, like I'm limping a little bit. And like one of the other teachers like, hey, what's what's going on? I noticed you're limping a little bit. And I was like, you're not going to believe it. It's really stupid. I hurt myself yesterday playing Foursquare. <laughs> not like, you know, I, I was coaching football at the time. Not like anything like that. Foursquare. <laughs> but that's how big of a beast I was on the Foursquare court. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Foursquare was one of those underrated games on the playground. One of my daughters, uh, like a month ago or so, tried to tell me that Foursquare was dumb. I'm like, no, it's not. We're a Foursquare family. You've got some big shoes to live up to. We're going to play. I'm about to go get the sidewalk chalk out. Yeah. We're going to play Foursquare right now. 
when you got to the point where you got to the serving square, it was game over for everybody else. Like mm-hmm. when you would do the whole look one way and hit the other and the kid didn't see it coming, you, there's just a moment in my mind where I was like, these fucking kids don't stand a chance. <laughs> and I was the same. Like these are my classmates. I was like, I am so good at this game. <laughs> or when you could like hit it and you'd get spin to where uh-huh. it would like hit their square but then it bounced the other way or the old – we'd sit there and just scream shoe shiner because like you'd have to call out what you were going to do so they could prep for it. And when you would just grab the ball and be like, shoe shiner, and just launch that shit, oh, it was so much fun, dude. Throws me back to the days. We didn't, you didn't have to call out what you were going to do when I played. We did it just so, like, again, because you'd have those kids that would just be like, you keep doing this to me. Like, I can't defend. I don't know what's coming. That or, like, there was another one, like, Cherry Bomb. That was a lot of fun where you would just, like, you could grab. It was almost like a power-up on, like, Mario or something where, like, you could grab it. And like just double hand slam it in a square, and it would go up real high, and then they would have to find a way to get underneath <laughs> it and like hit it back into another square. I used to like volleyball serve. Like you would bounce one into my square, <laughs> and then I would volleyball serve it back at just spike that. This, this is me as a, as an adult, as a teacher. <laughs> just, yeah, and be like, you can't do that. Like show me where in the rule book. But four square <laughs> is also like um, it's like beer pong. It's like there's so many house different rules, rules and variations. To like, oh yeah, you can do that one here. Actually, like my house, my rules, we can do that one. Like, oh, a trick shot, or like what you said, like cherry bomb, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you are also dealing with a little bit of an injury today, though. Do you want me to get into it, or do you want to wait till later? Yeah, I do, because we've been talking so much about people being hurt. <laughs> you stroll in this morning. I, I wish I had a locker room to go back to, because I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't have come back out of it. I would have stayed in there, like, I'm hurt, wrap me up, coach. I'm on the IR. Last night, go to a family dinner, hanging out, playing with the younger kids, and the football got it, like, the footballs were, were brought out, so we're playing catch, you know, running around, having some fun, and then I'm standing on the sidewalk, and one of the footballs is about mm, 10 yards from the sidewalk. And the little guy goes, hey, I'll race you to the football. And I was like, no, we're good. And all of a sudden I was like, all right, go. And I, I had leaned to the right and go to launch myself off. And in the process of launching myself, or I should say exploding from the sidewalk to the grass, I slipped. And in the process of trying to save the slip, I tripped. And I do this little like half tuck front flip roll. And when I did that, I did something to, I don't know if I punctured a lung. I don't know if I fractured a rib. I don't know if I strained an ab muscle. But all I know is that like, I hit the ground and I popped right back up. And I grabbed the football just in time before the kid did. And I was like, beat ya. And then we go inside after that because they had dessert for us. And I eat the dessert. And I was like, you know. Did you get a popsicle? <laughs> Like, no, come it, on, was like a, it was like it was a cherry cobbler actually. We got popsicles cream. for you. It was freaking <laughs> delicious food. But I go to like sit down and I'm like, ooh, I can't sit down. Like this hurts. So I spent the rest of the evening just standing up. I'm like, hey, you want to like have a seat? Sit down right here. Like I'm good. I'm just gonna stand. You know, I'm kind of tired of been sitting. All I day. sit for work, so you know, yeah, it feels good yeah. to stand every it's, once in a while. Let the blood flow get going. <laughs> but then when it was time, like I left. I was like, all right, guys, I'm heading out. Probably about an hour later. And I get in my car and I'm driving and I go to like take a deep breath and it just pain. Late in bed last night, I try to roll over. Like anytime I try to move, it just hurts. I'm like breathing really hard. So if you've heard me just go like <sighs> into the microphone today, it is because I am trying to get through this. I wish I had a cooler story. I wish it would have been something more exciting. But boys, I am hurting. Like this is bad. Mom 
sense of medicine help me out (laughs) (laughs) after all that ranting about oh these nba players are soft we're going to the locker room i never call them soft i never call them soft (laughs) this is your karma (laughs) it it was (laughs) pre-karma and the thing is is like a muscle chain like the worst part about the internet or just like the medical fields when you try to like research something that would happen they don't give you like a severity of like where's your pain at it's like Mm -hmm. these could be the options and one's always just like chronic pain could cause or lead to death and you're just like motherfucker what did i do (laughs) like i wish the technology was like just give me something like scan sent to a doctor and he gives me a report and tells me what to do that's going to cost millions and never going to happen what if you could put a chip in your body that would read off like your medical, like your car. Your car's got a chip in it. And be like, ah, actually, it's your air filter. You just got to go in and get it scanned, you know? Hook it up at AutoZone. Did you put a chip in your body that could be like, yeah, you have a strained oblique. Here's treatment. I wouldn't be opposed, especially in this situation. <laughs> a lot of people are, um, you know, weird about the old chip in the body. I do think it's, I don't know, depending on how it's going to be used. Everyone has their questions for everything like that. It's almost kind of scary to hear, like, oh, you're going to put a chip in me? Like, what are you going to do with it? But then I think, like, you're not going to track me with a chip. You're already tracking me. Mm -hmm. It's what this phone is. I literally say keywords into the phone, and I get specific advertising on products through social media. You're telling me I'm not already being tracked. I've been getting um, golf club ads because we talked about it. I, at some point, about you getting new golf clubs. And now, like, my whole targeted advertisement is golf clubs. The I, like, I'm going to say it into my phone. I don't want new golf clubs. Big country wants new golf clubs. Give him those ads. <laughs> I don't need them. I don't want them. And I wish I could just click on it. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have been looking for that. The first Thank time you. it ever caught my attention was, like, when we discussed robes one day. We were traveling on the road. I was like, I just – I don't understand the point of robes. Like where – when do you like wear them and put them on and like how long do you wear them before you like change? Because I get out of the shower and I immediately put on what I'm supposed to be wearing the rest of the day. I'm not just chilling in a robe. We get home that week. Boom, there's robe ads on Instagram <laughs> like through LL Bean or whatever the hell that shit's called. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get it too. And even like Jake says, like stuff that we mentioned here will be on like my Facebook or Instagram targeted – ads and sometimes it's i think it's funny because it'll be like something that somebody else is talking about like somebody else like you in the golf clubs will mention like oh i'm looking for this i want this and it feels like it happens all the time but it's never stuff that i talk about it's never like oh man i really wish i could find this product mm-hmm. it'll always be like you know somebody sent me a link for some shoes or something like that like yeah we have a wedding on this weekend i've been getting shoe ads for two weeks now like i bought the fucking shoes that day i don't need (laughs) these ads anymore so i wish they would track like okay confirmed he purchased that no more ads for brown shoes he's probably got worked yes (laughs) yeah like thank you it's the same thing with nike for me i bought a pair of nike shoes like air maxes and i'll tell you like man i love these air maxes they're just so comfortable and nice well i have wore through them over the year and a half that i've had them a little beat up right now so i'm gonna get myself a new pair Nike like heard that thought go through my mind, and then I bought a pair of new ones, and they're like, "Oh, he wants Air Maxes." This is the second pair he's bought. Mm-hmm. Give him all the ads. I can't scroll through anything without being like, "Nike Air Maxes, what do you want?" Yeah. Also, the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. Never gonna buy another pair out of Nike. I'm an really? Air Max guy. 
Oh, never. Oh, okay, never gonna pl- buy a pair other than Nike. Yeah. Okay. Of like, I heard Nike, like that's you're never buying Nike again. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That are not Air Maxes. Uh-huh. I don't see how people did it um, with the whole Colin Kaepernick stuff. When they're like, I'm never purchasing Nike apparel again. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do it? You, I mean, you have to be intentional about what you purchase to not buy anything Nike. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're getting into shoes or even like gym shorts. Yep. Or you want to buy like anything in the NFL jersey, NBA jersey, MLB. <laughs> you can't buy a jersey <laughs> for yourself or your kid and be like, fuck. It's Nike. <laughs> yep. You I'm <laughs> Speaking of NFL, though, uh, it sounds like Dan Snyder is maybe actually in trouble, which is bullshit that Thank God. Uh, it's finally coming to this. But it sounds like there are reports out there that the NFL owners are counting votes to remove Dan Snyder as owner. Uh, so maybe it'll actually happen. And this is part of the whole scandal of not reporting ticket sales accurately, holding back some for himself, uh, again, he, he was a big piece of shit and did a lot of different things, but you mess with other owners' money, and then they'll kick you out. That's kind of the weird part, because that's where I was going as you were talking. I was like, you know, the owner's like, hey, everything he did right there was messing with his own money and his own reputation. That's on him on how he gets in and out of that situation. But now you're just like, hey, now you're screwing with us and our reputation and our money. You're toast, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the Raiders, too. Like, I feel like the Raiders, like, you lost your head coach because of this whole organization with the Washington football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them at any point in time. Because of Dan Snyder is what we can say. The Raiders lost their head coach in the middle of the season after also losing one of their young star receivers and just a corner that was drafted in the first round. And it's like, coach is gone now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole email thing that was supposed yes. to. And, like, Davis is, Mark Davis is dealing with his own stuff right now, too, with, like, being sued by his president that he fired because he doesn't want to listen to how shitty the workplace is right there for him. I do wonder how much, like, of a mess every NFL organization is that we just don't hear about. Yeah, like, when they, the email thing was coming out, I thought, like, for sure, if you're looking through all these emails, you're going to find somebody else's, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was not just John Gruden and some other guys exchanging emails that were questionable. And that's not like, a, oh, give John Gruden a break. I really don't give a shit. Um, but to be like he's the only one that yes. said anything kind of controversial. Who is his emails <laughs> to? Yeah. Who's all no in fucking the chance. Again, I've been to enough like NFL events like the Senior Bowl and the Combine and stuff like that. I've heard these dudes talk. It's not great. <laughs> How many coaches are like, I agree with John? Just no round of applause for John. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there weren't 10 coaches fired, that tells me you either didn't read all the emails or you did like a control find and just look for John Gruden's. <laughs> <laughs> there are some real pieces of shit in the NFL. Dan Snyder being one of them. I do hope that he has to sell the team. And the only part that sucks about it is he's going to sell this team for like $4 billion. Who's that money go to? Probably just right to him in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Which, that doesn't feel like a, a punishment of, oh, you have to sell your team. Well, the thing with Dan Snyder, and we heard it the last time when FedEx kind of backed down. and was like, hey, we're not going to you know be the stadium sponsor. We're one out of this if you don't change it. You know, Nike was like, we're not going to make any more of your uh, apparel and stuff. And they were still the Washington Redskins at the time. But it was another one of these situations, too, where it's like everyone talked about Dan Snyder. It's like, this is the only thing he has. Like, he doesn't have any other business ventures he doesn't have any other success out of this 
his main money and income and who he is is the Washington football team, is this franchise. So if he sells that, it's like, that's it. So maybe that's the punishment is he's going to have to find a new identity and a new Dan Snyder, what to do with your life. Now with $4 billion. I was going to say, how old is he? Kinda, I think probably in his 50s, I would assume, or 60s. I don't think he's 57 very, years old. Yeah, I didn't think he was very old. I knew he was For older. For $4 billion? Now 57 years old? You don't need to do shit else. Yep. You're good. What you're getting is really shitty. He's going to have to sell this team. And $4 billion is low. Like, mm-hmm. Broncos rumored to go around four five, four point five billion. Do you Washington think would... does have a very shitty stadium, though. So maybe maybe four is pretty accurate. For I was going to say, do you think it might be even lower because whoever's buying it knows he doesn't have a choice? Yeah, they might be able to lowball and be like, hey. Yeah. Well, or they'll do it. They'll, like, auction it off. He'll still get his money. Yeah. Yeah. But I, he'll also still retire very nicely. And apparently he's been skimming the NFL on money anyway, so he's probably loaded there too. So what I hope he has to sell his team. Um, he's just a shitty owner. He's a shitty person. He's a shitty owner. He should have to. I also saw over the weekend the Colts might add Nick Foles, possibly, looking at it. And I even put it out in the tweet. This is how hungry we are for NFL content. The, the possibility of the Colts bringing in Nick Foles, you had like Schefter and Rappaport tweeting about it. Yep. No, no one gives a shit about Nick Foles and the Colts. No <laughs> I one. I just wish they would have done it last year. Oh, like, yeah. As that much been as I was time. rooting for Carson Wentz and just leading the hype train and screaming choo-choo into a microphone, that would have been a fun story. Do you want to do it again? It's been a while. No, I don't because like it's not Might hurt it. your rib. It might, you know. Do you think you can choo-choo? No, you dog, you almost got me. Almost got you. I'll tell you what, though. Like, I didn't realize how tight I was flexing everything. This sounds so stupid. Like, my core hurts so bad because you have to, like, overcompensate flexing everything else to move so, like, you don't pinch that or hurt it. And I just feel so weak. Like, I just, I feel like just such defeated. a weak. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> defeated is the right word. I've told you the story. I don't know if I ever have on the podcast before. But I started doing P90X, like, when it was real popular, like, the first go-around. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I had my mom buy it for me. And I was like, this shit fucking sucks, dude. My, one of my older brothers bought it and, like, burnt me a copy of the DVD. So I had, like, the bootlegged P90X version. But I tried it out one time. It's like I had the day off. I was about to go to the Royals game. Uh, I was taking my niece and my girlfriend's little brother, like, the four of us, we were going – to Kansas City, which I lived in Springfield at the time. is like a three-hour drive. So I took the whole day off. I wake up. I do some P90X. And then, like, I get ready to go. And I did, like, the hip and core exercise. Yeah, it should be super easy. Right? Like, I'll be fine. And then I jump in the car, and it's a three-hour drive. No stops, no bathroom breaks, nothing. So I'm just sitting there for three hours, and my hips are killing me. I get out at Kauffman Stadium go to stand up for the first time, and my hip flexors were so tight that I could not stand up all the way. Like, I'm crouched over like an old man who has a cane, and I can't do it. And I even had to tell the girlfriend, like, this is really bad. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to to stand up at all. It probably took a good 30, 45 minutes of tailgating with me just, like, bent over the entire time before I could finally stand up straight. And then I walk into a baseball game where I sit for about three hours. Mm-hmm. Again, hips hurt, core hurts. 
So I'm not standing up to cheer, and it's the Royals. I don't have a lot to cheer for. <laughs> Hips get tight all over again. It was so embarrassing. But anytime you, you hurt that core, it's nothing to mess with. Yeah. I strained a muscle in my chest one time. Uh, I was painting my parents' house when I was a teenager, and I strained a muscle in my chest, and it was on my left peck. My mom was convinced I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I, I was like 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, no, we're like, going to the ER right now. <laughs> Doctors like freaking strained muscle. <laughs> yeah. With that, because like I'll get done with a workout, and it'll be like chest focus that day. I'll be like, man, like my left, like, like this is kind of like hurting. Like, did I, so I'm kind of glad to hear that. Like you've maybe gone through something like that too. So I don't sound as ridiculous, but it's like, I just feel like I'm just getting beat up, dude. Just beat down. Is it your rib closer to like the center of your body or like on the outside? What do you mean by the outside? Where you're touching, like under your arm, more inside. Yeah. Oof. Like, yeah. Like right where it comes down and like kind of curves out. It's like right down there. So that's what makes me wonder. It's like, did I puncture a fucking lug trying to do this freaking half flip? <laughs> I, I thought in my mind, I was like, I tripped, but I recovered by doing a front flip. I just hope I there found was like out an it was not a front flip. Or a cousin, or maybe even another child with a smart mouth that when you flipped over, they were like, oh my God, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> I think they stopped or imagine running because some of the it first was just. Impressions. <laughs> like, oh, big guy falls down. Uh, they're going to be talking about that for years. You might not even last oh. or be around. And I have my new white <laughs> shoes. I looked at them this morning. I grass-stained it. <laughs> Got a little grass mark on the shoe. It's been a rough start. It was a rough weekend. I had a fun weekend. Great weekend. Beat me down. <laughs> and the injury happened yesterday? Yesterday evening. Mm. Did you put some ice on it? I don't know if that's going to help. Did you take medicine for it? I've done nothing. Oh, I didn't do anything because I wanted <laughs> my mindset was like, I'm going to try and sleep through the night. And if I wake up in the middle of the night with a lot of pain, then I'm going to assume the worst and I'm going to the ER. <laughs> you go to the ER over a rib injury. Hey, you never my concern was like, dude, if I punctured a lung, I just, you know, you know how I am. Like I think the worst with everything. <laughs> so it was like, if I puncture a lung and there's like fluid build up and I'm just not feeling it or noticing it. Cause like it already hurts to breathe. Like I can't laugh. It was like, ah, just in case, like just in case, like that's the worst case scenario is what I have to do. And then I woke up this morning. I know it sounds ridiculous. Miller. I've heard you say punctured your lung like a couple times. And I thought you were just like joking. Like, like Oh, I've got a sore ankle. Definitely my Achilles. <laughs> you, I, in your brain, you actually think you might've punctured a lung. Like I that's a real like, comment. I don't, I've never had a rib injury, so it's like I just I don't know how this happens, like or what can happen, or like how severe, or hard, like of a fall it has to be. But like, big guy tumbled. All right, it wasn't it wasn't my most athletic. Big moment, tree fall hard. Hanging out with a couple freaking five year olds, like yo, let's race to the football. Boom, down I go. And so it's like one of the situations where it's like if that's even a possibility, like this is not how I go down. Here are your symptoms. Uh, chest pain that increases after coughing or taking a deep breath. No. Seems pretty fine there. Shortness of breath. Not shortness of breath, but it hurts to breathe. It, a- abnormal breathing. No. You're 0 for 3. <laughs> for the lung puncture? Yeah. That's good. That, these, are, the these are good. These are green check marks. These are not red X's. I do not want this injury. Mm-hmm. Pale or blue skin due to a lack of oxygen. 
No, just nope. white. Just whole milk looking yep. ass. And um, rapid heart rate. Nope. So you didn't puncture a lung. <laughs> and again, that's WebMD, who is like, they're going to tell you everything that's possibly terrible yeah. and then diagnose you with actually you have your lung cancer. <laughs> you fell down and you got lung cancer. So. I'm not like just laying in bed like I've punctured my lung, like I'm out for the count. It was just like mm-hmm. the possibility of what this could be was just like I'm trying to evaluate myself through the evening. But the worst part was when I woke up this morning, I didn't like feel any pain. I was like, oh, I'm good. I go to spring myself up and was like, Ugh, and like I had to immediately lay myself back down. Weren't you giving me shit like a couple weeks ago because I hurt a rib? I was doing something probably Didn't sports you related. Your, you hurt your back playing volleyball or something. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind Pulled of the rib muscle and couldn't breathe. And you were like, oh, rib muscle? This is your karma. This Again, this is why I believe in karma. Is God real? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Is karma real? 100%. Are we just the same person? We're just over here hurting our ribs, dog. Mine was back, back too. You're the rib muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also hurt this weekend, Tiger Woods. Yeah. He was playing. He was playing okay. He makes the cut. Plays on Saturday, and then he backs out and doesn't play Sunday. I make I have mixed emotions on this one, just to be honest with you. Yeah, because mainly because he pulled himself out of like the competition. That's and, what like kind of gets me. Is like I know you shot twelve over, probably not your best day. Like that's an embarrassing day for you, Tiger. For me, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be coming back and be like, guys, I shot 79, 12 over. Let's party. Mm-hmm. Tiger does. He's like, I'm out of the championship. And this is another like if you're gonna play play, and maybe it's just because it was in Tulsa, which is kind of close to us. I knew a lot of people that were going down there to see him play, who like bought mm-hmm. tickets of like, all right, I I hope he makes it on Saturday, so because that's when I have my tickets to go see him play, or I hope he's still in play on Sunday, just so I can go see him play. And it's his health, so and you probably should have expected him maybe backing out or not making the cut. But at the same time, it does suck because a lot of people bought tickets to see him play and then missed out on that opportunity. So yeah. it is kind of – I understand why he did it and he wasn't playing well. But at the same time, I personally know people that were going to watch him play. And that sucks because it was. It's an expensive event to go to. And you make plans and then you're not able to go. So I don't know. I'm mixed. I guess you, you can't be too upset, but at the same time, if I had paid money for my family to go to Tulsa, got the hotel, got the tickets and everything, and then Tiger's not even there, I'd honestly, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I would be too. But if you're a huge fan of golf, you're excited with at least the way that it ended with a playoff, Like that's pretty cool. You get in moments like that where you play 16, 17, and 18, you get all the way to 18. Justin Thomas wins it. At the beginning of the day, I heard, or after Saturday heading into Sunday, he was at plus 2,500 to win. And then he just had an amazing day Sunday. Boom, ends up winning it. Love to see it. That's what makes golf so interesting. Now, watching the entire thing on TV, not so much. Just the last three holes with the extra last three holes. That's where things get interesting. Yeah. I need to set up like some kind of a notification of like, hey, golf is it's actually really good right now. Yeah, this is now the time to on. watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't watching that shit on a Saturday. Nope. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like if there's nothing else to do and it's on and it's like, ah, I'll see kind of like where they're at and how they're playing. But I'm not just uh You gotta be pretty hungover to do it too, I think. Like on a Sunday if there's a playoff, like, okay, I'll maybe I'll turn it on. Mm-hmm. 
on a Saturday, I'm not signing up to just watch the third quarter of a game. Yep. And then be like, Phew, well, I guess I'll tune in tomorrow for the fourth <laughs> quarter. See if there's a comeback. I wouldn't do that. If football were set up that way, I'd be like, no, fuck that. I'll, I'm watching on Sunday only. <laughs> like maybe on Thursday, like I'll get the fourth, the first quarter, figure out kind of what's going on, how the matchup looks. But then on Friday, Saturday, second, third quarter, I'll monitor social media in my phone just to be like, what's happening? But I need yep. some kind of an alert because I didn't watch it at all yesterday. But if they, I would have known or been paying attention to like, oh, there's a playoff and all this stuff. Then I probably would have gotten off the lawnmower, came inside, and watched golf. But Sunday, it's also Mamo Day. I don't know if I'm giving up that for golf. No, I do know. I'm absolutely not giving. I was going to say, golf. no, you're not. You're not going to do that at all. No. Do you know how much money Justin Thomas won though? Oh, for the PGA Championship? Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess three and a half million. It's actually lower. Two point seven million. Damn. It was a fifteen million dollar payout. Because I knew like the Masters was two point five, but I thought I remembered the PGA being more than the Masters. Yep. Which is it is a little bit more, which is still bananas to me. I thought the Masters was like the shit, and it's <laughs> clearly not. It was it, cool that it was in Tulsa, though. Yeah, I will say though, with like golf, it's interesting that like you get paid all the way to player seventy eight. Yeah, like I Seth saw- Straka plays seventy eight. Still won $23,700. I saw an article on The Athletic. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. And it said, here are 10 golfers that have made over $10 million and have never had a PGA Tour win. They've never won, and they've made $10 million. That's not a bad life, my guy. Oh, yeah. You're just golfing all the time? Yeah. Being really good at it? I'm sure that golf is probably one of the more stressful sports, though. Yeah, they do say it gets tedious because I've heard, I think it was Phil Milkson that explained it one day, was like, you know, you see like these major events, you're like, okay, that's the only time these guys play golf. He's like, no, we play golf every week. You get there on a Monday or Tuesday, or you get there on a Monday, you have your practice run on Tuesday, Wednesday, you compete Thursday, Friday, you make the cut Saturday. If you don't make it then, then you have to go to your next location and prep there. And then you're just sitting there fighting to make the cut. And if you're not making cuts, you're just sitting here paying for all this travel and stuff. And it's just like you're playing all this golf and you're not getting rewarded for it. He's like, it's when it gets fun is when it's enjoyable. It's like when you're golfing well and you are making the cuts. You know what I mean? You're playing well on Thursday, Friday, you're making the cut for Saturday and Sunday. He's like, that's when you get to make your money. I'll yeah, tell you what, I'm Brooks going to golf and I place about. 33rd place and I get $76,000. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for next week, babe. Let's go. <laughs> Until you get used to that money and then you're like, I yeah. only made $76,000 this week. Yeah. Like, was that even worth my time? Was that <laughs> worth my travel to spend the whole week here? But I did hear Brooks Kepka talking before of like he doesn't even watch golf. Like he's really he's just good at it. He's not really like super I don't know that he's like a golf guy. I think that's why so many people like him, is because I also believe that, like one hundred percent. Yeah, he's not like pulling out of an like and he usually only pay, plays like the majors and stuff like yes. that. He doesn't play too many other events. But he was even talking about I think it was on part of my take of I'm not sitting down and watching golf on a Saturday or Sunday. If I'm not playing, I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's so many guys in the NFL, too. The, the football's weird, though. If you came out and you said that about the NFL, they would just dog you and be like, oh, he's not a football guy. Like, you get, might get blackballed out of the NFL if you're like, no, I actually don't really like football. I'm just good at it. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, good luck with your next contract. <laughs> Even if, for guys like Patrick Mahomes, if he came out and was like, actually, like, basketball has always been my favorite sport. Or, you know, he's involved with baseball, football, and golf as well. If he came out and said, like, oh, football's not my favorite sport, people would roast him. We'd be talking about it on Sports Center for a couple days. Of 100%. like, oh, this guy said that. Uh, golf may be a little bit different. Um, I'll tell you what pairs nicely with some golf, though. That's Club 609. Hop in there for their 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock happy hour on Saturdays from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Get that two-for-one drink special, $2 draft pours. Uh, a nice little spot. Play a little round of golf here in Joplin Mo. Hop into 609 on a Saturday for their happy hour. I don't know why I haven't done that yet this year, but uh, it's going to happen for me. Uh, but definitely check them out. Again, that's Club 609. Happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So like I said, downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They are located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. So you know, when it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need that oil change in those tire service. Get that done right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. Uh, just, I wanted to check in. I know I saw this earlier today. I wanted to check in with you. I know you're a big fan. And I don't know if you saw, but I'm glad you're sitting down. Florida Georgia Line is breaking up. Oh, damn it. I don't give okay? a shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, that might uh, actually be the one banner is like you should have you should have you should have never gotten together i'm actually pretty happy about this <laughs> not gonna lie i hate their music do they say why what happened so uh i heard about this a couple of weeks ago because they like canceled an event or something it maybe this is a rumor maybe i'm wrong it was over politics that one of them is a little bit more right-leaning one of them's a little more left-leaning and they weren't getting along anymore so they're like Fuck this, we're done. <laughs> Which I don't care what the reason is. I'm glad that they are breaking up because they will get some songs. It's like, damn, that's like a catchy song. I wish someone else would sing it. Yep. But they're a big hit. They're the pop country, and they they get too many good songs. So I'm I'm glad they're breaking up. Eager to see it. Have you listened to much of the Luke Bryant? Not Luke Bryan. Um, that Luke other Holmes. guy that we're going to see, Zach Bryan. Oh, so yeah. his new album. Uh, I started to for a little bit, but there was a situation of like listening to music that you don't know is not as enjoyable at first. So I was like, just wait. Say so, that again. Listening to music when you're trying you to go to know. an event or something, and you're just trying to get somewhere, and you're listening to songs that like you like you have to be in the mindset to want to listen to a song yeah. like you've never okay. heard before. So like as you're trying to get ready and go, it's like okay, the song is playing. I, yeah. I don't know it. Like just. Let's play Sometimes you want a song to go. sing along to. Not you yes. have to be in like the mood to discover new music. Exactly, I agree with that. That mood was not present, so it was like just there was a mutual agreement to like thank God. Let's listen to something we both know and like. Uh huh. So I put it out on my Instagram Friday. To be like, what are the best songs? Because mm -hmm. there's like thirty of them. Yeah, he has so, a lot of time on his hands. Yeah. Then I compile the list of like, okay, everybody keeps telling me this song, that song. There are some really good ones, and I'll tell you, I have not been his biggest fan. I know you are. Mm -hmm. Matt is. Like, a lot of people love the shit out of him. Yeah. I've always had the opinion of all of his songs sound the same to me. I do agree with that. Yep. I kind of got that way with Co Wessel, too, for a little bit. Yeah. It was just like, man, this is all, like, the same. 
Mm-hmm. Just now message, that tune everything. Well, Zach Bryan has a band with him. It's actually a damn good album. Yeah, we're going to see him in what, like July, late July. End of July. The old now I'm really maker. excited. At yeah. first, I honestly I was like, I don't give a shit if we even stay to see him. <laughs> like that's, uh, I have been holding that opinion to myself. If I the night gets wild it. and we leave. I am not mad because <laughs> yeah, I know all my friends love this dude. But for me, it's like, yeah, he sounds pretty good. But God, all of his songs sound the same. Yep. Now I'm in, fully invested. Matchmaker Monday, me and Zach Bryan. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's my first one, I guess. I also do have some others. Sunday is my mow day, so I mow every week, once a week, and I usually do it on Sunday. Because even if I have my daughters, I'll do it like Sunday evening. If I don't have them, it's an entire fucking day. I'm clocking in. I'm putting in eight hours in the yard, and I love it. It's just it's like my me time. And I even told you guys earlier in the week, my phone had also, maybe this was Jonas, my phone messed up to where my do not disturb was just like turning on. I've now had four or five people tell me like, hey, by the way, your do not disturb has been on all week, which on my end, it's not showing up. I still get notifications. It, I can't turn it off because on my phone, it's not turned on. Mm-hmm. But even when I mow, like I don't turn on do not disturb. I just clock out. I mow on Sundays. Yesterday, I found half of a snake in my yard. I don't know where the other half is. And it was a baby snake or a young snake. I don't know where the mom is. Matchmaker Monday, I need to find that snake. Yikes. Whoa. So how big was the young? How do you know it was a young snake? Because it was small. I've never looked at a snake and be like, ooh, know your age. I don't know. It was a small snake. But you like only a saw half foot of it? long, if it were all together. <laughs> okay, I but I know that they're out there it. somewhere where there's a baby snake. There's a mama snake. How long do baby snakes hang out with their parents? Though I thought reptiles was kind of like, hey, once you're born, you're on your own, dude. Toast, see you later. <laughs> Jake put it in the snack, cut it in the chat, cut it in half, and count the rings. That's. <laughs> I think you might be right. I'm not afraid of snakes, but I don't like to touch them. Uh, yeah. If I see something dead, it's just it's going to lay there. I kicked it into my yard. I feel like that's got to be good for my grass. Should be at that spot. <laughs> It'll eventually decompose. What yeah, I'm until afraid the mama of, comes in and is like, oh, it's over here. Like what eats a snake? Like what eats half of a snake is birds. Exactly. I'd rather have a snake in my yard than a bird that can eat a snake. The way you snake. <laughs> the way you're saying snake, there's a snake in my boot is like all I keep waiting for you to <laughs> it's say. Bloody little snake. I'm a little snake. Birds yeah, I'm creepy. afraid of, though. And I uh, also was out with some friends on Saturday. And I don't know if you've, you probably haven't seen it. It's not really in your area of interest. The podcast or the television show, uh, The Staircase. What's it's it a about? true crime where the wife falls down the stairs and dies but throughout the podcast and the series and stuff they're trying to figure out like did the husband push her Mm. did she fall on her own um she's pretty beat up there's also a theory spoiler alert out here anybody watching the staircase that it was an owl that an owl attacked her she tried to run up the stairs but this owl was attacking her she fell down the stairs and that's how she died 
Everybody wants to make fun of me. Where was the owl at? Inside the house? She went outside, got attacked by the owl, tried to run back in to get away from it. It came with her. She tried to go up the stairs, getting away from it again, fell down the stairs, died. What? How do you come up with that theory? She, <laughs> in her hands, she had owl feathers like that she had been like trying to fight it off. And she had scratches, like gashes all over her skull. Okay. It all starts to add up. That's just a theory. I haven't finished. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we just. But fell people down laugh at like, Al got her out. Oh, you're afraid of birds? Uh, yeah. They kill snakes and people, but we're just like, oh, look at them. They're cute. That video of the eagle, like, literally picking up a grown doe is just evidence enough to understand your fear. <laughs> like, I've yeah. seen a video of, like, a family being in, like, a, a park. I want to say it was, like, a big city, like Chicago, or New York. And the kids got, like, one of those animal, like, hoodies on or whatnot, and the hood's up. This hawk or eagle, whatever you want to call it, comes and picks up the kid for a little bit and then realizes, like, uh, this is not an animal. This is a human. And then just drops it from, like, six feet in the air. And you're just watching this kid, like, kind of float across the park for a little bit and then just badoop the eagle with the bird drops it. I understand your fear. I don't blame well, you. Sometimes- I've also there's some birds that have kind of built a nest in the parking garage. I know a couple of weeks ago I said like I'd whistled back at the birds. <laughs> they have built a nest closer to where the door is. And so when I walked out, I heard them whistling. I gave a little whistle back. I heard three flutters behind me and they came flying out of the garage. Kind of scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I understand it, Mello. I didn't, yeah. I haven't told you that story yet. So I go to pick up my daughters one day last week or so. And I'm standing on my ex-wife's porch and there is a, a bird nest, like, back behind me and to the right. And they start making fun of me, like, oh, you scared? Like, there's a bird nest. You scared, Dad? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's all funny now. Until I come back, I kill those fucking birds, and there's dead birds in your yard. <laughs> Joke's over now, hoes. <laughs> is that to your daughters? I, mean, I didn't say the F word, but, yeah. I said, oh, it's all funny now. Until I come back, I kill those birds. I'm like, you going to be laughing then? Traumatize them. I feel like you got to do that every once in a while as a parent. Just kind of reset them, let them know. Who's let them know I'm serious. Like I am also crazy enough to still maybe hurt you. Like stay in line. I will. I will kill those birds though I'm, with a BB gun. I'm not getting anywhere close to it. If it flies, it dies. I hear you. My uh, my first matchmaker Monday is uh, me and my brain. Nick uh, had shared the tweet. You know, pretty much saying like, "Hey, I love Big Country's brain." It was. Sharing the story of me explaining the whole like sacrifice and willingness to do what I could to protect my family as a kid, and, that and was how were you going to do that? Um, just one to thing refresh failed, the people, so yeah. They know. One thing that I failed to explain in the story is that you know the way my room was set up is that my bed was up against the wall and partially up against the window as well, and that the blinds were broken when there was a little square where you could see outside, like you could look out the window and inside the window into the room, like very visibly. And so I was worried that this was also a street facing my room, like in this window faced the street. And so I was worried that someone would try to come rob the house and it would look in my room for like to kind of scope out the house and see how they could get in and where they could go or what they could steal. Because I thought someone would want my PlayStation and the TV in my room. Mm-hmm. PlayStation one might I add, because that's how young it's I was. Item. Yeah, it was at the time because me and Madden were freaking best friends. And how old at the time? Dude, I had to be like six, seven, or eight. Like I was younger. I really was because I was in that room. As I got older, I got my own. Like I switched rooms and then got my own. Um, but my mindset was I'm going to lay on my arm to make it seem like I only have one arm. 
So if a robber looked in the house and thought, oh, my God, this kid only has one arm, we're not going to rob this family. Like I was expecting the the criminals to all of a sudden become like morally good citizens and right. not want to hurt a family or rob from a kid with one, one arm, arm. Mm-hmm. or one leg. Like I would have like one leg tucked. Like I would try and spread my legs as far as I could. So it was like there's no way it's like, oh, his leg's just underneath the blanket. Like no, the other leg lump is almost gone. And my right. arm, I would just – it would be my left arm. I would tuck all the way underneath me to what I thought was like mm, no arm. Like not even like, oh, only at the elbow. Like, you know, could uh, still use it. Oh, it's totally gone. At the shoulder. Like I am tucking that arm as far underneath me as I could. Like soul surfer. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> that was my mindset. So that's what I was willing to do as a kid to protect my family. But when sharing this story, it was like we were listening. I He had shared it on Saturday night, and I had – just saw the tweet notification, so I start listening to it. After went to a wedding on Saturday, went to a casino afterwards, sit down to eat and have a couple more drinks, and I start listening to this. And someone goes, "Are you just listening to your podcast like right now? Like why are you sh- doing this? Person you know or somebody else? Yeah, person okay. I know." And I was like, "I'm not listening to like it's a clip from the show, but like I didn't do it." And they're like, "Oh, I thought you were just like turning on the podcast to like listen to it right now." Yeah. And it was like, "No." Rate, review, subscribe, bitches. You're listening. <laughs> a couple of people down here on the end you may not know, I have a podcast. It's not a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah. Going to a casino and just airdrop that motherfucker to everybody. That's probably not a bad idea actually either. <laughs> but it was just one of those deals where like I was listening to it and I thought it was funny and then other people, uh, my guy our guy Hayden wanted to listen to it and he was like, "You know, Mel and I have the same mindset with this because these are the exact same questions I would ask you. Like He's like, you were doing this the other night, weren't you? I was like, if my room had windows, there's a possibility. This still might be my mindset. It was like, someone's looking in here, not going to rub a guy with one arm. So how how long did you leave your arm behind you to scare away or deter the burglars? All night. <laughs> like I would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, Pfft. Just in case I forgot to do this, mm-hmm. tuck the arm, fall back asleep. Now, I'm sure, like, as I was asleep, like, I'd untuck the arm and roll and move. It's not like I fall asleep and just stay in one spot the whole night. Uh-huh. So would you say that sitting on your hand or putting your arm behind your back until it falls asleep is something you do often? <laughs> no. I didn't, it's not till it <laughs> fell asleep, till I fell asleep. Yeah, either way. Don't be. Semantics. Don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. <laughs> you pulling the stranger on some burglars? <laughs> Speaking of nobody's robbing the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't uh, lay on my arm for 45 minutes for nothing. <laughs> oh, no. It was never like that. Right. That is funny. Though. But that was my matchmaker Monday. It was like listening to that segment from Nick that he shared with one appreciate it that was awesome that you enjoyed it uh and two it's just the fact that like i was listening to it and it's almost like you just listen to your own podcast right now like that's kind of weird like why are you uh-huh. doing that it's like it's not what i'm doing yeah i i love when people will send us like clips that they've made uh-huh. uh, or even like some of the edits that uh sylvester was doing last week too <laughs> sometimes we'll say stuff and i'm like oh that was really funny but then i have a terrible memory so as soon as I'm away from the pod or, like, we've done it in, like, two hours past, I don't remember anymore. Yep. And even, like, some of the other, like, our friends that listen to the show will be, I, I can't believe you said this on Thursday. Or, like, they'll mention something like, oh, this happened on Thursday. And I'm like, on our podcast, we said it? And like, yep. yeah, you, dumbass, you are the one who said it. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, my whole slip up last week or the week before talking about uh, Andy Dalton 
and his name is the Red Rifle, and I called him the other name. Someone came up to me and was like, oh, so you like that, huh? And I was just like, no. <laughs> At first, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, oh, yeah. I listened to the podcast. And I was like, oh, hey, that was a total mistake. And as soon as I said it, I had to do whatever I could to, to fix that mistake, that uh-huh. little slip up. I had somebody come up to me uh, the other night and was like, hey, who's T-shirt girl? I'm like, nah, don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> In person, it's uh, ask me in the chat. <laughs> I'm not about to to go there. Or like you made a comment about some different girls that I'd worked with before, and the, like they want the details on that. It's like you gotta you gotta subscribe. You don't get that shit for free. <laughs> yeah. It's only in the calling app every weekday at 10 a.m. Uh, that's where I reveal my information. <laughs> uh, that's where like the truth tell like the what do they call it on the Bachelor? The end, like the truth tell all or whatever. The girls tell all. Is that what it stuff? is? Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I messed it up. I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't either. I'm really not interested in watching that. The last couple seasons of it that I tried to watch were so bad and so predictable that I was just like, I'm I feel not. like everyone agrees with that though. Like everyone's like on the same mindset. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, the show's not worth watching. And then you got rid of the host. He made some insensitive comments too. Now I don't even know like who's hosting it. And I say this like I've been watching the show for years. I watched two seasons of it and was like, actually, I think I'm done. I think I probably watched three or four. I was pretty in. Yeah. I used to have a group on Twitter that we would live tweet during the show. So it was, <laughs> it was a pretty solid group. I, we yeah. were 10, 12 deep. Really? Yeah. That's a posse, brother. <laughs> right? And, there, and sometimes even today I'll see somebody tweet and I'll be like, why do I follow this person? Who are they? Uh-huh. And it's from the Bachelor, Bachelorette days. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, got to keep following Instead of a you. DM, how are you? <laughs> How's life? Yeah. Are you ready for next season? <laughs> what are you doing? I uh, yeah. made board the other night. I was thinking of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I got super drunk at a cocktail party because who, who goes to a cocktail party? <laughs> I have never been. Maybe I need to throw more cocktail parties. Oh, I, what's the point? Like, is it just a get-together? I think we throw cocktail parties, but we don't call them cocktail parties. I really wanted to make a joke, but I'm not going to because the people yeah. that are in the chat today. <laughs> Look at me, maturing. Hey, appreciate it. Checking to see who's in there before I make inappropriate cocktail jokes. All right, that's it for yeah, us today. Unless that. you have anything else to say. No, I'm good. Okay, me too. Just Let's get out of here. Tease and peace for me, please. I'm hurting. Yeah, yeah. Send them his way because those are real things that happen and work. Um, it's karma. You can't do anything about it. You just have to you know, live with it for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We thank you guys for joining us today, though. Uh, we do appreciate it. Again, every weekday right here in the Calling App, starting at 10 a.m. Central Time, take part of that chat. Maybe hear some of the other details. You know, some of the stuff we don't even say. We just put it in the chat. Yeah. Or, like, people will slide in and be like, oh, tell me more about this or ask a question. I'll answer it right there in the chat. So uh, you're really not getting... All of the podcast, unless you're right here in the calling app again every weekday at 10 a.m. Central Time. We thank you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.